0: The Permian Basin is an abundant oil and gas producing area. Already one of the world's leading oil producing regions, the area in West Texas and Southeastern New Mexico will continue to be America's main source for energy independence. But who are the leaders behind this economic powerhouse? And what is their story? This is Permian Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Escamilla. A special thank you to our sponsor, NOV. For more than 150 years, NOV has pioneered innovations that enable its customers to safely produce abundant energy while minimizing environmental impact. Their expertise and technology continually improve operations and assist in efforts to advance the energy transition towards a more sustainable future. NOV powers the industry that powers the world. Coming up later in our show... We'll have a big giveaway announcement. So good luck. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm sitting here this afternoon in Midland, Texas, with Matt Ellis, and he is with Business Development for the Permian Basin for Gyro Data. Matt, thanks so much for being with us today. Oh, thank you. Can't wait to hear your story. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a good one. All right, before we get started, Matt, I want to say a huge thank you to all of you who have shared time with us here at Permian Perspective through the years. Now we are excited to begin our second season, and we couldn't do it without our amazing OGGN team sponsors and listeners like you. A special thank you to those of you who have left such wonderful five-star reviews and kind words. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. And if you want to go over to Apple iTunes and leave a review, that would be fantastic. It would make my day, make me smile. So please feel free to do so and also share the podcast with friends and colleagues. All right, Matt. Thanks so much again for being with us today. Thank you. Let's get started. How did you get started in the oil and gas industry?
1: Oh, man. In 2003, I was going to college, and I was paying for my own college, and I had a buddy ask me if I wanted to take a shot into the oil field and make a little extra money. And so in my mind, I was going to jump into the oil field and save up to pay for college and promoted relatively quickly and just decided to make it a career.
0: That's awesome. And you're with GyroData. Tell us what you do.
1: So for GyroData, I'm um, business development, basically sales for the Permian Basin. We sell you know, gyros, logging work. Mainly, we really do a, most of the Permian Basin on gyros. A few competitors out there, but we really have a hold on the market right now. So,
0: If someone was not familiar with what it is you actually do, could you explain it to them, please?
1: Yes. So we run a gyro, basically, which is going to give you surveys, azimuth and inclination, We have the most accurate tool in the world so basically if you want to know your well your bottom hole location of your oil well we can tell you pretty close to pinpoint accuracy of where that's at and a lot of times we do we also do what we call gwd steering so we can steer where an mwd tool or a directional tool can't function inside of casing or metal piping our tool can so uh, we also run a thing called a gwd tool So if they need to steer outside of casing and they have magnetic interference, then we'll run a GWD tool and get them steered away from whatever issues they're having.
0: Fantastic. So are you busy right now? (laughs) We are. (laughs) Yay! That's (laughs) magic to everyone's ears to hear, or music to everyone's ears to hear that.
1: Yeah, we weathered the COVID pandemic pretty well. And, you know, since the beginning of the year, it's been really busy. Towards the end of Q4, we were really picking up. So glad to see It's It's a good feeling.
0: Absolutely. Now, you are a technology business, and as you know, technology changes from cycle to cycle. What kind of technology changes are you seeing now that are going to move into this next cycle?
1: You know, I think really we just came out with a new tool. It's a solid-state gyro. I won't get into all the the fancy mechanics of it, but basically it's a tool that allows – it's a much tougher tool than what we previously had or anybody has on the market. It uses essentially the same technology that your cell phone uses for a gyro compass which allows us basically it's quicker to get a survey up to surface and to reinitialize. And then it's also more durable. And we actually rolled that out last year. We're now currently building tools and getting more tools in North America. So we've really made a push in the Permian Basin to get it out on the market and get it in front of some engineers that, that see the value in it.
0: Fantastic. And if anyone does want to get into more details, of course, they can call you. Right?
1: That's it. That's it. Please
0: call me. <laughs> let's, let's talk a little bit about business here in the basin. You're in one of my favorite towns. I love Big Spring. Yeah. Big Spring is, especially that hotel settles, that is, that is fun to go to and, and best breakfast. I was telling you beforehand, I was like, have you had that breakfast? You're yeah. like, oh yeah. But what is it that you love about West Texas and doing business here? I think it's the people.
1: You know, I've lived in Dallas and, and did oil field in Dallas, and I've, I've been down by San Antonio and Austin. And I think here, everybody knows everybody. Whether you're Big Spring, you, you probably know a ton of people in Midland, or if you're in Midland, you know a lot of people in Big Spring and, and Odessa. And I think that it's the personal relationships that we build throughout, you know, this business or any, any other business around here. I think it's just the family atmosphere. It's more personable. You go to lunch with people to have meetings instead of meeting in, a, in an office a lot of times. So that's what I've really appreciated. And, you know, I've moved, I've moved away twice and uh, both times immediately came back. Um,
0: <laughs> just keeps bringing you back, yeah, yeah. bringing yeah. you back. That's fantastic. You mentioned, you know, business lunches. And I think a lot of our listeners are, are from not just the basin, but all over the world. How would you explain how West Texas is and how we're, we're kind of moving forward in this pandemic right now?
1: I think we're doing great. I think that when we needed to really hunker down and do the things that we need to do for public health and safety. We did those. And I think that we also maintained a sensible head to keep it to where, you know, we still got out and did some things. You know, and and for Gyrodata, who I, who I work for, you know, I was telling you earlier, we did a really good job of of separating, you know, essential personnel as far as our operations teams, guys that had to be in the field to get to make money. We separated ourselves from them just so there was no chance of, us possibly interacting with someone and you know and spreading coronavirus between you know operations and sales who sales really doesn't necessarily need to be around the operation guys, other than letting them know what jobs are coming so you know especially living in big spring you know i don't know how far in the story I can get but i didn't know we got how, all the time yeah, go for it Matt. i didn't know sure. how, i didn't know how different the world was and so i guess it was in end of november me and my wife had decided, you know, we've been locked up. We haven't, we've really, my mother-in-law moved in with us when she retired. So she's now she's 60. I think she's 67. If, pardon me if I'm wrong. She's gonna kill me. <laughs> But to protect her, we've really been overly strict. So in, in the end of November, we decided we were going to go to Vegas with our family. We all flew to Vegas and never knew how different the world was outside of Texas until we landed in Vegas. And it, you know, not to knock the, the safety protocols that they have in Vegas, but it's, it was definitely an eye opener of, Oh, okay. You know, we still have a lot of freedoms in West Texas that where you go somewhere like Vegas and, you know, if you pull your mask down to do anything, you know, someone's, someone's yelling at you. And it was like, you know, God bless Texas. Sometimes. <laughs> That's
0: right. Well, what, what do you think? Cause I believe everything happens for a reason. I yep. really do. What things maybe? that happened through coronavirus that maybe you think you know what that that was a good thing we're going to take that and keep that even once the pandemic's over yeah
1: you know i think that being personally aware of when you're sick especially in the oil field you know i've been in this business for 18 years now i don't know if i've ever missed a day of work to be sick but i've been sick right and i think that this was a definite eye opener to everybody of you know, if you're running a fever, you got a little cough, stay home. You know, yeah. there's no sense of putting someone else at risk, you know, and and, and honestly, until coronavirus happened, that never even crossed my mind. Right. Um, That's our I,
0: Texas attitude, yeah, right? Yeah. You just keep going. Yeah. Rub
1: some dirt <laughs> on it. Get yeah. out there. And I mean, you know, I never even thought about it until this happened. And now, you know, I mean, you notice by the flu numbers this year. So I know people have different thoughts on that, but the. But the flu viruses, I believe the numbers are very low because people are taking being sick seriously, you know, and if they're sick, they're staying home. And I think that that goes a long way, especially, you know, my kid's school has hardly had any flu outbreak this year, which has been great, you know, for us parents of peace of mind.
0: Yeah. Anytime our kids are not sick is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, That's all we hope for. That is. Well, let's talk a little about leadership. You have seen, I'm sure, a lot of different leadership styles over the past 18 years being in oil and gas. What is one leadership style that you think has really stood out that you have seen to be beneficial and that maybe we could learn from?
1: For me, you know, when I started in the oil field, it was totally different mindset on the way people managed employees or people under them. And I think the best leadership that I've actually seen is the willingness to listen you know, to all employees and have an idea, you know, go farther than just in your head. You can actually tell someone and, and you're not spoken down to or ridicule for, you know, your thoughts. And I think that, you know, it's been a really good thing, especially seeing it from the sales. I've been doing this for three years now on the sales side of things, getting out of operations. And I believe that, you know, seeing, you know, the moves that we've made in sales by interacting as a team and taking everybody's suggestion, you know, we have a weekly call every week and we have guys in Canada giving us pointers, you know, that we're oh man that worked in Canada. Let's try it down here. And I think that, you know, not to say that it never happened when I broke out in 2003, but it wasn't nearly as acceptable. It was kind of a stay in your lane back then. And kind of everybody was scared to talk to upper management. Now that's Especially, I mean, maybe I'm just speaking for it, but our upper management, I can, I can call him on a cell phone right now and talk to our VP of sales or VP of operations or even our CEO if I wanted to. It makes it a lot easier to get things done and, and moving
0: quicker. I love that. I think that open communication really helps to, you know, when you do have a question instead of just wondering what that person will think, pick up the phone and call him. yep that's it.
1: <laughs> It's a lot better than emails or text messages sometimes.
0: Let's talk about operations. You said you were in operations, you moved to sales. What did you learn in operations that helped you in sales?
1: Oh, man. Well, to be honest, my operations side was actually not what I'm selling right now, which has been great. I was actually a directional driller. I started out as a driller. Well, I started out as a rig hand and then moved up to a driller on a rig. And then in 2007, I went and started being, I was a directional driller. So I was a directional driller until three years ago. And I moved into sales for gyro data who we used to have directional. So I sold directional and gyro. And then this year or last year in March, we sold, or it might have been May, we sold our directional half of the company mm-hmm. to Intrepid. And so that in doing so, I stayed with the gyro side of the sales just because I sold gyros better than I sold directional. Not because I couldn't sell directional, but I think that it's it was something new for me. It was interesting it's not something i had done before so i was more adamant on learning it and and really getting into that market so and it's been a blessing i've done hopefully well for myself
0: Fantastic. It sounds like you have. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Let's talk about, you said you started off as a rig hand. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, as we step into this new cycle and we're going to start to see people getting hired and we're you know, going to see a lot of people start to get back into the business or maybe they were in it and then COVID stopped it. What advice would you give to someone that is starting from the bottom and they have that aspirations to be in sales position or operations? What advice would you give to them?
1: I think it's just learning. I think that I promoted quickly by the time I believe two years into me being hired on for Patterson, I was drilling, you know, everything's repetition. So the quicker you learn, you know, this is what I got to do. And, and then the way I looked at it was, is, you know, if I was a, back then it was Lee Tong hand, if I was Lee Tong hand, then, you know, what is a chain hand doing? Or now I believe they don't, they don't have chain hands anymore, but motorman does. So it's, you know, I've always been the type of person, what's the guy above me doing and trying to learn from him. And so I think if you if you make that rule in your head, you will promote very quickly through the oil field. And the higher you get, obviously, the longer it takes to go from next position to next position. But to get it from the ground floor up, it's it's not hard.
0: Right. Just gotta work hard. That's it. That's right.
1: And learn it, you know. Don't put yourself in danger. Don't try to do something that you you can't do. Learn how to do it right and then and
0: then get the jobs done. Well, safety is so important. Yeah. And I know We, we really see it here. And I know a lot of industry safety is important, but I feel like what is the number one safety rule that you would say is important when you were on a rig?
1: Oh man, watch where you put your hands. (laughs) Um, No, I think to ask, you know, a lot of, you know, or at least when I was working on rigs, a lot of it was, you know, working on things, you know, making a connection or on a rig is you do it every day, multiple times a day. So that all becomes very repetition. You, you know, your pinch points where to stay away from, but you know, when you go to work on a motor you might have never worked on before. You know, people like me, it's not like at home where you just jump on something and let's tear it apart because there's things that will fall and kill you. So, yeah, it's just knowing knowing your, what you're working on, actually doing your JSAs. I know we used to roll our eyes at them, but they're, they're very useful. They, If you actually read through the JSAs and you don't make a joke out of it, there's a lot of good safety t- tips in there and then also, you know, your lockout, tagout situations, things like that that I think has really helped with, you know, There for a while, in 2006, 2007, 2008, when I was directional drilling, accidents were really at an all-time high here on rigs. And I believe that's really falling off because of people really stopping each other and five people getting together and talking about what they're about to do and what safety protocols they're going to go through. And it at least least puts it in your head of the dangers that you might see or face.
0: That's good. I think those those are all just great points to make, and and we just want everyone to stay safe. Yes, yeah. please, please be safe. Let's talk a little bit about you personally. So, what is your number one business tool that has helped you in this business?
1: Oh man, being able to talk a lot. No, that.
0: Uh... <laughs> hey, that's a tool. <laughs> no. that, that's what I do for a living, so it's a tool. <laughs>
1: you know, I think that. People, for one, that that kind of brought me in and helped introduce me to certain circles to help me get my name out there, what I was, you know, what I was selling, what I was doing. But also, you know, I never take for granted LinkedIn. Yes. Tons of, you know, if you don't know anybody at a company, you know, and you're a prospect in that company, you can always get on LinkedIn. And the, and the beautiful thing about LinkedIn, I think, is, is it's not intrusive. Right. So it's not me finding your phone number for some re- you know reason and calling you out of the blue. And maybe having your personal number instead of your work phone. It's a way of they put themselves on that platform. So they they can write you back or they don't. And right. I think that that's a beautiful part about it. Because if they do write you back, then you automatically have a good sense of communication between the two. And you're not being intrusive by calling someone on you know, possibly the wrong phone.
0: It is a great business connector. It really, it really is. is. And I feel like oil and gas really utilizes it yep. to its full capacity. It's, yep. it's great.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very nice. And I've never... I've never had anybody, you know, message me back on LinkedIn and be like, "Why are you messaging me?" You know, they, <laughs> they know why they're on there. It's a it's a business connection. That's why that's why I'm on there. That's why I, I'm assuming they're on there. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, so I I, I honestly think it's probably the best tool for us right now to keep us, you know, informed and, and finding new people all the time.
0: Great. Do you have a favorite book or podcast that you listen to?
1: I listen to Tim Cast. Every now and then on my phone. I don't know if you know who he is or not. No. But he does a YouTube. I think he has a podcast as well on iTunes, but I listen to him on YouTube every now and then. Generally, I don't listen to the daily ones he does. I listen to the IRLs, which is his live shows where he has guests. Um, He's kind of like Joe Rogan. He's kind of an in between perspective on politics of, you know, whatever your political view is. He's kind of right in the middle. So he might have someone that's, you know, a Democrat on, and then next week he might have a Republican, but it's. I've always enjoyed his show just because it gives me both perspectives of the way people think this opposite of you know might be opposite of me.
0: Right. Nice. What about you knew it was coming, so here it is. <laughs> do you have a favorite quote, uh, Matt? <laughs> I do, but
1: I hope I get it right. It's do on to others as you would do unto yourself. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I had to you know, I knew you were gonna stop. Me
0: <laughs> That's a good one. That is a good one. And just yeah. to, in life and in business and everything.
1: Yeah, I think you should always treat you know, I know everything that goes on in the world and watching news, I think we get a lot farther if we just treated everybody the way we want to be treated. And I think it's worked out pretty well for me. Of course, my grandpa was a preacher, so we, <laughs> he kind of made us be nice to everybody.
0: I love that. That's good. He's a good grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about data before we go. If you were trying to tell someone that utilizes, say, one of your competitors, what would you say is the reason why they should switch to data?
1: I would love to say me, but I think it's, you know, our operation teams, I've never seen, you know, whether it's here or Pennsylvania or Denver or Houston or even overseas, I've never seen an operation teams that strives more for perfection. If we do ever have an issue, they're, you know, I'm getting a phone call at 2 a.m. The engineer will be getting a phone call. You know, they're very good at staying on top of, of everything, you know, whether it's issues or whether the job went great, you know, they... I mean, besides that, our tools are the best in the world, but but our operations team is is amazing here. And matter of fact, you know, I was telling you, we had a sales call and, you know, our operation team's on that sales call. And I don't, awesome. I never don't know many sales companies that has their operation teams involved in everything, but it, we always think it's good for their perspective, our perspective, but then also they know, they know a month ahead of time of the jobs that might be coming up. And so it really keeps them, you know, where we have hands available and trucks available and and we're never running late. So I will give 100% credit to our operations team to
0: Great. to switch over. Great. What do you think is the best kept secret in West Texas? Oh,
1: man. man there's a bunch of them.
0: <laughs> you know,
1: I think you mentioned the settles. And I think that not just because that's a home. I'm a homer and it, that's Big Spring. But, you know, I think that if you're from Midland or if you're from Odessa and you haven't traveled over to mm-hmm. Big Spring to see what they did to the settles, I think everybody should see it. It's, you know. My dad's a fireman in Big Spring. And so when I was a kid, they would repel off the top of the settle. So we got to go inside before it was anything. I oh, mean, wow. it was just gutted. There was no staircase. There was nothing in there. And to see what that my mind's blank on what his name is that rebuilt it. But it is it is truly amazing what they've they've done there.
0: That's it. I, I agree. I think it is one of the best kept secrets. I, yeah. I love that. Finally, is there anything that you wanted to to get out coming into this interview? You were like, oh, I'm going to be on a podcast. I want to say this. <laughs> and that maybe we haven't talked about. Is there anything you would, would like to add? No, I'm not an
1: overly political person, but I know that, you know, just off my Facebook feed alone, which I don't have thousands and thousands of friends, but I know that everybody in West Texas seems to presidentially getting an uproar when we switch presidents or switch parties of presidents in the oil field here. And, uh, luckily just speaking for myself, and I know there's been people laid off since, but since 2003, we've, I've stayed pretty steady and in, in in my job of depending on who, not matter who pre or what president was mm-hmm. in office, you know, you know, I think that people should always keep that in mind is that, you know, we have, we have the staple of oil in the world. In my opinion, we have, you know, we have good safety. We have good laws here. We have, so I don't think that the Texas oil field is going anywhere. It might slow down every now and then, but it, it's going to stay around. So, And I think that, that I was seeing a lot of people on on Facebook just panic, And and I hope, judging by the $65 a barrel oil right now, that they're kind of tampered down a little bit. and Everybody calms down and we move on.
0: Yes. Well, I wish you the, much success this year and in your future. And I appreciate you sharing all of your experiences and knowledge with us today. And if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way they can do that, Matt? Besides LinkedIn, because we know you're on LinkedIn now.
1: <laughs> uh, if you want to reach me, my my email address is Matthew Ellis at Gyrodata.com. But if you spell my first name, it's M-A-T-T-H-U-E, because my mom loved me for <laughs> so. Yeah, Matthew dot Ellis at Gyrodata.com, and then you can call her office, but I don't know her office number, so that's the beautiful. Just part Google about- it. Yes, you I'm,
0: just Google GyroData, Midland, or Big yeah. Spring, Texas. Yeah,
1: that's uh, <laughs> a great thing about having phones now. We don't remember any numbers anymore. So
0: true. So yeah. true. Well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing with us today. We really appreciate your time. And thank you once again. If you would like to reach Matt, you can find him on LinkedIn. You can Google him. You can give him a call and he will help you out with all of your oil and gas needs. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's time now to announce this week's community MVP, and it's a group of gentlemen Justin Bolding, Nate Ferreira, and Eddie Henry. Now, what did these three gentlemen do? I'm going to tell you. They are, first of all, from Laredo Petroleum, and they helped get water to those in need during the winter storm that started back in Valentine's Day. And for those of you that were here in Texas or maybe watching from afar, Know that we lost power or had no water. And these gentlemen, they just jumped in there and they helped deliver water to those in need. So, once again, a special shout out to this week's community MVP, Justin Bolding, Nate Ferreira, and Eddie Henry with Laredo Petroleum. Thanks, guys. We really appreciate you and that West Texas spirit in helping others. So, thank you so much. Of course, we want to thank our sponsor, NOV, for more than 150 years. They have pioneered innovations that enable its customers to safely produce abundant energy while minimizing environmental impact. Their expertise and technology continually improve oil field operations and assist in efforts to advance the energy transition towards a more sustainable future. NOV powers the industry that powers the world and please go to nov.com slash Permian right now if you would like a chance to win a briefcase backpack convertible bag to take with you from the field to the office or the office to the field and they are so cute they're fantastic you can go there figure out how you can enter to win and good luck. Well, that's it. Thanks so much for joining us. This concludes this episode of Permian Perspective, the story behind the oil and gas leaders in the Permian Basin. A special thank you to all of you for taking the time today. And of course, our special guest, Matt Ellis with Gyro Data. Just remember, dream big, believe in yourself, and never give up. You make it a great day.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for March 2021. This month, we only have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our two in-person events, our OGGN and Here and Now live event on March 4th at Churrascos in the Memorial area of Houston, Texas, and the Texas Wildcatters Open at Black Horse Golf Club in Cypress, Texas. Next up, we have our three online events, Sarah Week from March 1st to 5th, Transformathon from March 1st to 7th, and the TAMU-SBE Career Enhancement event on March 26th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or our website for more information about any of the live streams we have coming up. If you have any questions about the events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for March. I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in.
0: Tune in next week for another episode of Permian Perspective, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at www.oggn.com.